listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John. Hello. We like to talk about various things, mostly odd news, but also other stuff occasionally. I would like to start off the show by telling everybody that in the newest season of Fortnite, if you can jump on the back of a wild wolf or boar, you can actually ride them around okay. and they become like your pet. Okay. So. Well, there you go. Exciting news. Very good. I'm sure all our Fortnite playing <laughs> listeners will be glad to know that. Yeah. I haven't thought it's about huge. Fortnite in a while. <laughs> yeah. Do you play Fortnite a lot? Well, I will say this. Okay. Fortnite is not. It's my, okay to like Fortnite. Well, my son is super into sure. Fortnite. And so I play it with him. Yeah. Like we play together. And if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't. But I do enjoy playing it with him. Yeah. So uh, I've played it maybe two times mm-hmm. back when Thomas and Hudson got into it. And both times I got killed really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, nah, stay for me. You know, I, I, I can find other things to do. <laughs> yeah. But I've they went all the, out for it for a while. I've gotten to the point where, I mean, well, every. Five or six games, we'll get a victory royale. Okay. So, you know. Well, time to start streaming, right? <laughs> I don't think so. We got to get this Earth Oddity brand going. We really know? do, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, this has been dormant long enough. It's right. time to burst right. forth. So join the Patreon so we have <laughs> money to do that, right? Yes. So a new development, I don't know if you know, in our life, is Ollie is staying with his mom for 14 days straight now. Okay, I was going to ask if he was uh if if this was it or if he's still kind of in transition. Well, <laughs> Wednesday about 1 o'clock, 1:30, I'm getting back to work after eating lunch. Deidre texts me and was like, "Hey, DHR called court, which was supposed to be on Friday, is postponed because they missed in the last ruling that Ollie was supposed to do a couple of weekend visits with his mom overnight and then do these 14-day-long visits. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get those in before anything else is hmm. done. Which he's been doing weekend visits mm-hmm. for a bit now. Yeah, for right? at least probably a month. Right. Yeah. And uh, then we... Well, Hudson is working out at Boy Scout camp, so we only have two kids at home, <laughs> and it is amazing. Okay. Like, it's so easy. Uh, I mean, it's really easy. And plus, Thomas can drive, so we'll be like, Libby's got to get a haircut today at 5, have her there. You know? Mm-hmm. We had to do nothing. It's been great. <laughs> it's been so awesome. <laughs> and I'm guessing one of the Xboxes is free. Oh, yeah, the Xbox, Oculus, all of Hudson stuff is free. Nice. Yeah, but I hadn't really played with any of it. Thomas has been playing on the Oculus. But, uh, you know, uh, Ollie will come home, I guess, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Spend the night for one night and then go back for 14 And then days. go straight back. Okay. Yeah. Because huh. a foster child can only stay out of an approved foster home for up to 14 nights so after 14 nights they got to come back reset the clock with us <laughs> and then he goes back i'm sure there's reasons for all these rules sure. 
but they do seem a little bit arbitrary. Yeah. Like, like, like is he good to go or not? Well, that's you know? the thing. To me, all right, first of all, love Ollie. All right, I want to up front, love Ollie. All right, I I don't want to sound like I'm trying to kick Ollie out of my house. Mm-hmm. So that is not it. Ollie is welcome and a part of our family for the rest of his life, if that's how he wants to be, as long as he conducts himself accordingly. All right? But he's wanted to live with his mom from the day he's moved in with us. Right. It's a at least four or five night conversation we have. When am I going to go live with my mom? You know? <laughs> yes. And so, and his mom has done great by any measure. She's done more than the state of Alabama has asked her to do on her own, taking the initiative to do all this stuff to just show the state, hey, mm-hmm. I'm I'm over the bad, rough spot of my life. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves a redemption story. I want them to be reunited. If I was his mom, I would have already sued the state as much as I could. Like <laughs> they've done her wrong this whole time, you know. Huh. It's been two and a half years she's been dealing with this. Mm-hmm. She's probably been ready to get him back capable and met all her goals for at least a year. Uh, so, and now this whole thing, because we all thought Friday, they're going to make a decision whether Ollie can go home for good. Mm-hmm. We've already been packing stuff, you know, <laughs> getting ready. And they, the state or DHR calls and we're like, oh, yeah, oopsie. You know what the judge ruled? We have to do these fourteen yeah. day visits. Yeah, we have to do these, and they a can't bit. be in in a row, right? So it sounds like he's basically moving back with his mom. He's just going to come spend the night with y'all for one night, right. yeah, and then go back, and it just make him miss us more, you know, <laughs> and make us miss him more and all. Yeah, like you're you're finally getting used to yeah, not like being around anymore. And then he closure, yeah. he comes back, and we have to open and up all one wounds. night. He's on his best behavior, Acts sure, better than he did the entire. Entire rest of the time he's been over there. Yes, he did. Uh, he did spend the night, luckily, with Aiden earlier this week, like Monday night, mm-hmm. and because uh, he's been wanting to have a spend the night party for a while, and so Aiden invited him to spend <laughs> the night. Like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta get this yeah. in because <laughs> I'm about to be out of here, busted out of this joint. Yeah. So I'm interested though to see when he comes back home if he really did miss us mm-hmm. or if it was just like fun time with his mom. Which I hope it's just fun time with his mom for his sake. Yeah, you know, I don't want him to miss us, but for my sake, I want him to be like, man, you guys are awesome. <laughs> I want to stay here for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just no. so John can say, well, you can't. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, look, you know what you've been asking for? Like four nights a week and have to it's sit up here? It's what right. you get. It's what you get. Now you got to go live with your mom. This is what you wanted. <laughs> Should have been thinking about things you had pretty good here. <laughs> My last life lesson to you, Holly. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, his mom, to her credit, has done a great job and she deserves to have her kid back. You mm-hmm. know, like it hurts me that it's taken it this long. And I know we had a pandemic during the middle of it and all of that, but I mean, this is like a mother and son and she has worked hard and got her life on track and the state's just, they just screw up all the time. You're <laughs> right. The whole system's messed up. It is. And it's nothing against the social workers except the two bad social workers we've had. Those guys can buy, they can die in a fire. All right. 
because neither one of them cared about these kids. They don't deserve to live. I'm anti-death, except for these two <laughs> except dudes. Except for these two. Right. <laughs> but, but I get it. But we just need to structure the whole thing differently. We need to go about it differently. Somebody in Montgomery needs to ask me to come in and give a lecture on how we can fix this whole thing, because mm-hmm. I got it all figured out in my head. Right. Now, whether any of it's feasible or doable, I don't know. I mean, it's worth giving a shot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who knows somebody? Put me in contact with the right people, you know? Yeah. Let me get on there and be an advocate for the foster system in the state of Alabama. Hmm. Also, hey, maybe people could try taking care of their kids, too. You know, that right. would solve a lot of it, right? Like, let's yeah, not I get mean, strung out on drugs. <laughs> I know that's asking a lot. Yeah. Let's not get strung out on drugs. Let's not be in bad situations with men that are whooping on you and whooping on the kids and all of that. That's where we really need to start, number one. And then we'll solve anybody who gets through the system or falsely the cracks after mm-hmm. that. You know, hmm. we need to start majority. Of like, first of all, let's not be making kids we don't need or want. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's step number one. And I'll be an easy one. And then number two, we can. Well, is it an easy one, John, or is it a hard one? Well, everybody I know is addicted to sex, <laughs> right? Everybody, I mean, yeah. everybody I know is. There's never been anybody who's ever had sex. It's like no, I don't think it's for me. You know, <laughs> I mean, in the entire history of forever, surely there was a few. Yeah, there might be a few. But, <laughs> we're talking a I mean, very only, small. Only one of those people have to exist for your statement to be untrue. That's true. <laughs> All right. Almost everyone. Yes. I would put it in the 99th percentile of everyone in the history of humanity. I would agree. Has been like, yeah, no, I think I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like to do it as much as possible. Yeah. Especially on the male side of the spectrum. But I don't know. My wife might be in that 1% that don't like it. <laughs> I mean, that's why when God was like, yeah, this is for married couples. Yeah. And the entire, everybody else was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do what? Dude, I what? didn't hear that last part. Yeah, no, no, I'm skipping that one. <laughs> that was just for homosexuals. <laughs> he wasn't talking to us, not the straight people. Surely not the straight people. <laughs> That's why the single Sunday school class is usually bumping in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have no idea what people do in the privacy of their I, own homes. I don't either. But it would not surprise me if the singles ministry was bumping. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I would say, yeah, that that's going to be a big one to get over is trying to get people to, to not be doing it all the time, mm-hmm. which I had to explain to Deidre. We went out Sunday. This is why we're recording late, by the way, is because we went out for family day at Camp Horn. Hudson, a legacy Camp Horn staff member. His mom was camp nurse one summer i worked out there for forever Mm -hmm. we already know everything about camp so it's really just a chance for deidre to look at her boy that she's missing tremendously right and so we go out there and you know he introduces us around we walk around go look at where he's staying and all that and then we split because i had a deacon's meeting but uh on the way back i was like man i feel bad for hudson and he was deidre was like why and i was like all the other staff members are going to be like, man, Hudson, your mama's hot. You know? <laughs> and he was like, 
nice try. You know, I'm not hot. And I was like, Dieter, you have never been a teenage boy. You've never been a teenage boy at a Boy Scout camp for a whole summer, you know? Yeah. I was like, you have no idea that the things that they're going to say and think <laughs> you know, about you. And tell each other. Right, yeah. And tell Hudson, too. And make up stories that aren't right. true. I was like, your only hope, Deidre, is that there's a hotter mom coming, you know, that we didn't see. But based off of what I saw, <laughs> you're number one. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about odd news. Let's talk about odd news. What you got this week? Um, I have a few different stories that are entertaining, and we're going to talk about who's responsible for mass shootings. We're going to talk about uh, coming right out the gate. That's right. Hot topic. That's right. Yeah. It's controversial. It's, we want to be on the leading edge of news here. We've never here. been a show to stray away from controversial no. topics. <laughs> Fact, we wade into controversy every time. <laughs> Uh, I got that, and then we're going to talk about somebody buying some furniture. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about an Arizona artiste. Okay. Specializes in human anatomy. Okay, the human form. <laughs> I have a story about Nick Saban, uh, greatest football coach ever. Yeah, no, de- no deba- debate on that. <laughs> and I was going to start with this. This comes from Esquire.com. Aliens created our universe in a lab, scientists suggest. Okay. I figured that out on acid in a bathroom (laughs) in College Place Apartments right off of University Boulevard. It's funny you say that. That's exactly how this scientist figured it (laughs) out. (laughs) Okay. Yes. All right. Only he was in a lab when he did it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Could our universe have been created in a Petri dish? Avi Loeb seems to think so. Are you familiar with Avi Loeb? No, I'm not. He was the, he was a. Is he kin to Lisa Loeb? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I thought that would be amazing. I had a crush on her for a short period. <laughs> you say I know. aliens created the universe. <laughs> anyway, he's a Harvard astronomer. He kind of made some waves here a while back when, uh, what was that Hawaiian-named asteroid was passing through the solar system? It was from another solar system. Oh, I don't remember. He said that he thought that could have been oh, yeah, like a a probe, an alien yeah. probe or oh, spaceship right. or something. He's yeah. looking for aliens everywhere. <laughs> he, he is. I got you. <laughs> okay. It's not surprising that he thinks this. I bet he's talked to Bob Lazar. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He's, anyway, a Harvard astronomer posits that a higher class of civilization may have conjured up our universe in a laboratory far, far away. Uh, quote, since our universe has a flat geometry with a zero net energy, I have no idea what that means. Sure. I'm, and, I'm right along. I'm tracking right along with it. <laughs> An advanced civilization could have developed a technology that created a baby universe out of nothing through quantum tunneling. Okay. Loeb writes in an op-ed published by Scientific American last year. Sure, quantum tunneling. The theory suggests would unite two seemingly opposite notions, the idea that a higher power might be driving our fate and the secular concept of quantum gravity, which is a field of physics that seeks to work gravity into the theory of quantum mechanics, something that, to blame the physicists everywhere, we haven't been able to do yet on Earth. Primarily, his theory hinges on a far-off advanced civilization's ability to meld both quantum mechanics and gravity and subsequently identify and recreate all of the universe's ingredients. He also introduces a new way of classifying exactly what makes a civilization advanced, 
Hmm. One that veers away from Soviet astrophysicist Nikolai Kardashev's system, which organizes civilizations based on the amount of energy they generate and consume. According to the Kardashev scale, have you heard of this? It's like the type no. one, type two, type three. I haven't, but I'm I'm down for. I mean, okay. that sounds fascinating to me. Well, type one civilizations he classifies. They are only advanced enough to utilize the starlight that reaches their planets, while a type two civilization. He posits they may have mastered the ability to fully harness their host star power. Okay. Uh, have you heard of a Dyson sphere? Yeah. Okay, this is the idea that some civilization could build a shell around their star and right. like capture all the energy from it. That gotcha. would be a type two civilization. All right. Okay, a type three civilization, the final classification in his framework, are able to harness all the energy within their galaxy. Okay. Uh, That's a lot of energy. I mean, yeah, at that point, what can you not do? (laughs) I guess you can go start life somewhere else. You can build pyramids with it, I tell you that. Yeah, you better believe it. Loeb, by contrast, he has devised a framework that breaks advanced civilizations down into classes based on their ability to reproduce the astrophysical conditions that led to his existence. So, i.e., in his idea, the most advanced civilization could create an entire universe. Uh, he says that Earthlings would fall into a Class C because as a low-level technological civilization, we would not be able to recreate our current conditions should the sun suddenly die. If sure. it goes red giant, we're all yeah. we're screwed. Yeah, no, it's, it's over with. It's us. over with. Luckily, we got a few million years before that happens, hopefully. Allegedly. Yeah, right. <laughs> if the science is all right. And we've also got some billionaires working on ways to... To get, get us, us off. Yeah. We ain't all getting off. I just <laughs> want everybody to know that. And Earth's not, I mean, uh, Mars isn't going to do it either. Yeah, We're right. going to have to go further Yeah, we need to get way further away. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, a Class B civilization, Loeb rights are advanced enough to recreate the conditions in which they live independent of their host star. So, okay. I mean, it sounds like he's talking about they would be able to like go off and terraform yeah, something. Yeah, they got an away, away game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then a class A civilization, like our proposed creators, would be able to, say, generate large amounts of dark energy and, as Loeb suggests, create baby universes or smaller universes controlled by this higher civilization that could potentially spawn life. He also suggests that due to competition, only one advanced civilization at a time would be able to reach this level of sophistication. Well, why? Why just one? Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's a truly bonkers idea, but it is interesting to think about, and it brings up a set of intriguing questions. What makes a civilization tru- truly technologically advanced? Are we in an advanced simula- simulation? And might this laboratory, what might this laboratory look like? So I, I, all this basically, to me, it sounds like we are going to great lengths to just get away from theism. <laughs> Anything to say God didn't do it. Sure. Is what it sounds like to me. Well, yeah. I, this is... Uh, be people have been saying aliens brought life to the Earth mm-hmm. for forever. Yeah. But I think this dude is saying aliens birthed our universe. Is that what I'm understanding? He's saying this possibly, yes. Yeah. Okay. He's saying, you know, you got you got your class C, which would be us. We're, we're stuck 
in this right. petri dish we call Earth. But what I'm B wondering, would be able to go off and and start another planet somewhere else, like right. in Halo. Sure. And then a Class A, in his opinion, would be able to create an entirely right. another universe. Well, who created the aliens? <laughs> another alien. <laughs> it's turtles all the way down, John. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, this is a pretty wild theory. I mean, but there are worse ones. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't particularly prescribe to it. It's fascinating to think about. You know, like we're all, what? what's the... What's the big hippie theory? We're all, uh, our entire universe is an atom in a larger being, you know, and like every yeah. atom in that larger being is uh, its own separate universe and is all that. that. pantheism? I Maybe think, so. Or panentheism, some yeah. one of those. Universe is God and we're yeah. all. Right, we're all in it. Like, <laughs> like germs in a dog's nose. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what is the other? That the universe is will eventually collapse back upon itself into a black hole and then explode back into the universe again, and we will just have the same reality. We're having it over and over and over again. Yeah, I read Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time. Yeah. Uh, have you ever read it? I have not. I think I understood about 10% of yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like it's on a <laughs> level I can't get on, you know? it's It was a hard read, and I'm not going to pretend like I understood right. everything in that book. But if I one thing, if, if, I, if I'm understanding him correctly, when he talked about the different uh, theories about how the universe is, uh, he said that, and now again, we can't measure, you know, the entire universe. We can't see the entire universe right. as it is, but or at least I don't think so. But he said that the the like the force of gravity and all the matter is expanding at a rate that he doesn't. He he thought it was unlikely, yeah, that the matter would all coalesce back into a single maybe point of matter at some point. I but I, know, but I have no idea. Well, I was, it's a lot easier to go, God did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it really seems like we're not that far no. apart. Like, like yeah. scientists and theologians, at least in this article, to me, look to be strange bedfellows. Yeah. You know? say, that dude's bumping up against going, God did it. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, he don't want to admit He don't want to say God did it. He wants to say a type A super advanced civilization of right. aliens did it. Sure. And they're still in control of it. Why why wouldn't they be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just afraid to come out. All he knows all his buddies will make fun of him. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't want to say it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, good for this dude, I guess. How would we test that? I I, I don't know how you test it. Like okay, let's just you just gotta go on faith, Tiny. <laughs> what, that's that's what I'm bringing up, bro. Let's let's do a thought experiment. Okay. Let's say aliens are real and sure. they did the thing that skeptics have been saying they should do for forever. They land on the White House lawn and they say, "Take me to your leader." Right. And these aliens tell us that they're the ones who created their universe. Can we believe them? Uh, how do we not? How do we not know that they're little green liars? I'm gonna need to crucify one of them. <laughs> <laughs> just to see what happens. <laughs> I just want to see what happens. Look, if he gets we're running back, an experiment here. If he gets back up on the third day, That's right. maybe he's right. I'm all in. <laughs> or maybe they come and took away his body in the middle of the night while people were sleeping. <laughs> well, see, what you're saying, tiny aliens showing up and saying we created everything, that's how the end begins. 
<laughs> you know? That's how they get you. We got to unite as a planet at that point. <laughs> you know? That's how it starts. Next yeah. thing you know, you're, they're going to be rebuilding the temple. <laughs> then we're in the end times. All right? Well, let's just talk about mass shootings. Okay? <laughs> okay. I have a Vanity Fair article. Vanity Fair... I would just like to say at the outset for everyone listening yeah. that I'm personally not a fan of mass shootings. No, I don't like them yeah. at all. Okay. Sometimes they're okay, right? Well, as Americans, we think they're okay if they're like in another part yeah, of the world. Not, if we're doing it in another us. country, right? <laughs> if we drone a wedding, you know, yes. then that's good, right? Yeah. But not in my kids' elementary school. Right. Absolutely not. But there was a big shooting this was it well this past week, right? Mm-hmm. In Texas. It's caught the nation's attention. There's yes. a few other one up in Buffalo. I think a guy shot up at a grocery store. That dude was talking about 4chan and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there was there, CIA wants to take 4chan down. You can't have that level of freedom for the world. <laughs> Well, there was also a, uh, and then I think there was a doctor, patient, doctor's patient got mad, come back and oh, shut up an office. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Look, we, I mean, we shoot people all the time around here mm-hmm. in the United States. This is how we do it, okay? You got to be tough to make it in America. But we got a guy, a Republican congressman, who's yes. figured out the problem. Okay. He blames mass shootings on women having rights. So if we just take away their rights, is, is it? Specifically, is it is it women's right to vote? Like, what rights are we talking about? Well, this is going to be a really long article, probably. So I'm going to try to get the best. In a sane country that actually valued human lives, last week's mass shooting in Texas uh, would have marked the moment they elected officials w- who refused to pass gun control legislation looked in the mirror and decided to stop being a part of the problem. Shall not be infringed. Okay, you're going to talk to Thomas Jefferson about that one. <laughs> James Madison, y'all need to ring them up on a phone, okay? Unfortunately, the U.S. is not a sane country, and instead of actually doing something to prevent these atrocities from occurring all the time, uh, Republicans have launched a, a competition in which they duke it out to see who could come up with the most ridiculous thing to blast mass, blame mass shootings on besides guns. Um, so far, that's included too many doors, not enough God, pot, <laughs> single moms, unarmed teachers, and schools being designed without tripwires and man traps. Yeah, I can get on board with all those. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> Especially the single moms part. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I know this is a serious topic. We laugh, but... uh, Right. I mean, this is all... Continue. This is all political, but yes, continue. Well, Missouri representative and Senate candidate, good old cousin Billy Long... (laughs) (laughs) Any relation? I don't think so. (laughs) You hope not? I don't... I don't know. I don't think we're akin to the Longs in Missouri. Yeah. (laughs) Our Longs are around here. Okay. He rolled up to an interview at a local radio station with the excuse being, well, okay, with his excuse being, he says, if there's any appetite in D.C. amongst Republicans to look at doing some things differently as it relates to guns, no one has been able to come up with any kind of suggestion that would have helped in any of these situations. 
Um, unfortunately, they're trying to blame inanimate objects for all of these tragedies, he said. When I was growing up in Springfield, you had one or two murders a year. Now we have two, three, four a week in Springfield, Missouri. So something has happened to our society, and I go back to abortion. When we decided it was okay to murder kids in their mother's wombs, life has had no value to a lot of these folks. The rest of the article is just calling him an idiot. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know that in the wake of a school shooting, it's time to push the abortion narrative. (laughs) You know, if I could consult with Billy, I would have been like, Sometimes it's best just not to say anything. Let's just go video games. All right. (laughs) Much easier. Violence in the media. Yeah. You know, I think that would be a good one to go with, too. Glorifying the killer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, uh, easy access to guns. Sure. We can't. We have to admit that 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 is the thing here. So, I, I mean... I don't know the answer. I don't either. I have no answer for it other than mm-hmm. stop killing people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cut it out, guys. Stop it. Listen to me. Cut it out. Not cool to kill mm-hmm. other people, you know? I mean, you can... I, I just, again, like I say, I don't know. I do know that if... Remember the... I'm trying to word this correctly. I want to be very careful in how I choose my words. But one of the criticisms against abortion, like stopping abortion, was that if we do that, there will still be doctors who will do it anyway, and right. there will just be like a black market yeah. for abortion. You get a black back alley abortion. And it's yeah. better to have it done. Legal in, and regulated. Exactly. That's my argument for prostitution. <laughs> Legally regulated and right. rare or whatever. Right. Well, there, as of now, I think there's an estimated, what, 300 million guns in America? Sure, we got... One for every man, woman, and child. Yeah, right. Like, you can't make all those disappear no. by signing a piece of paper. It's, oh, are you going to come get them? Well, I'm not. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm going to stay in my house. Absolutely. <laughs> Here, let me ask this question to you, Tiny. Would you be for... Uh, would you trade say, outlawing handguns for abortion to be uh, illegal. So would you give up the right to bear handguns? I'm not saying long rifle, shotguns, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Just handguns if abortion were to be illegal. If you, and I I hate to put qualifiers on this, if you could convince me that getting rid of handguns would absolutely curb the violence. Okay. And you could convince me that yes, that would cut down on abortions. Then yeah. I would consider that. Maybe. Well, let me let me give you my first argumentative point here, mm-hmm. or, or supporting argument, and that would be that Leonard Skinner said handguns are made for killing; they ain't no good for nothing else. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but sometimes you need to kill a snake, <laughs> and then he they go on to sing about they should bury them all in the bottom of the sea. I think. All right, and this is liberal John talking. Mm-hmm. Handguns are the vast majority of murder gun deaths in the United States. V- way more than AR-15. Yeah, I was about to say, ever. if you look at the statistics, yeah. that's absolutely the handguns case. are yes. the problem. Like mm-hmm. if we want to be, if we want to do some gun control, that's what we need to do. Get rid of your handgun. All but right? the dude in Uvalde, he had one of those super scary AR-15s, sure, and yeah. that's rare. Now look. If you've lost, 
a family member or, or yeah. my gosh, if you've lost your kid in yeah, one of these, absolutely. you don't want to hear about how rare it is that <laughs> right. it happens. No, because it ain't rare to you. Exactly, because yeah. it happened to you. Right. You're one of the whatever percent of people who had yes. a loved one die to a, a, a so-called right. assault rifle. Now, let's also be reasonable and realize that while you are in a moment of unimaginable tragedy, we have to govern a nation of 350 million people or how many ever it is. Mm -hmm. So we get that you're hurting. We're trying to do something to help. I'm just saying I feel like we're a nation of compromise. Maybe we, maybe they need to let me come to Congress mm -hmm. and be like, all right, look, we're not going to kill babies in the womb. We're going to give y'all handguns. <laughs> all right? Let's all shake on it. Write up whatever you need to write up. Add a couple of trillion dollars to Ukraine in there, and mm -hmm. let's go home. What is the answer? There is no answer. I mean, there is no the answer. Sad truth. Look, yeah. I don't want to sound like an old man at church. The answer is God. All right. <laughs> Good luck yeah, enforcing right. it. <laughs> He's going to be the only one that can fix this. Me and you, <laughs> yes. politicians aren't going to be able to fix it. Yeah. Nothing. Uh -huh. All right. We have a lot of guns. <laughs> we have a tremendous amount of guns in the United States. I happen to think guns are awesome. I'm a fan <laughs> of guns. But if we're just strictly looking at gun deaths, handguns hand yes. is where the thing, and I get, if you give up handguns, you're giving up a huge personal protection tool, mm -hmm. you know? I don't know what we do about that. <laughs> you start open carrying I guess so. <laughs> yeah. You just keep your AR on your back at all times. <laughs> like all those uh, women in their bridesmaids photos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, was, I wonder if, if that's still going on. Do you think people are still doing, I mean, or have they, they been shamed they, enough on social media? I was about to say, you know what? They don't come across my feed all that often anymore, yeah. but I thought that was because Facebook was cracking sure. down on it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know that one of the things I was adamant about when we were having Libby is I wasn't going to take any pictures with Thomas and Hudson acting like they were going to protect their sister or anything. <laughs> I was like, that seems weird. Number yeah. one, like she's a strong, she's going to be a strong, independent woman. She could probably take care of herself. Mm -hmm. And it just seems really weird. Like, <laughs> so we never did that. Well, good. Of course, we haven't had. Of any kind of professional pictures made since mm -hmm. Libby was like one year old. So I'm going on a 12 year streak of no <laughs> professional photos. You get like three sets made a year. It's been a while, but we do get them way too often. You got to update but, every once in a while. Yeah. Once a decade, maybe every 15 years. Yeah. So what's our takeaway? Like uh, women's rights are probably not the reason. Well, I will say this tiny, we didn't have mass shootings before we let women vote. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, also a thing I did think about, and I was going to text you that this week is that is Pokemon causing all this, <laughs> you know, like nobody knows what Pokemon's about. There's no telling what the Japanese are putting in our brains, mm -hmm. in our young kids' brains. This all started in the mid to late 90s, really this whole problem, when Pokemon got here. <laughs> so 
Pokemon maybe causing people to kill folks. It's all I like, don't think it's Pokemon. You know it's got I mean? nothing to do with Pokemon. If anything, this is a Yu-Gi-Oh problem. <laughs> <laughs> what about Magic the Gathering? <laughs> Remember in the 80s, it was Dungeons and Dragons. Sure, right. Yeah, yeah. I have actually played Dungeons and Dragons twice in my life. Nerd. It was... <laughs> all right, I'll say this. It was more fun than I expected it to be, but we were also drinking during it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that made it more fun. And we were in high school. Yeah. And we went over to my buddy Jason Cobb's house. Goober Cobb. Shout out to Goober Cobb, <laughs> who's now like a Greek Orthodox minister in oh, Birmingham. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's got Deacon. His name's Deacon Jason. And he's got some sort of. So he got a younger brother named Jonathan. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was I went to school with his brother. Yeah, we, the we were tight with the Cobbs. All <laughs> okay. right, they're Troop Forty Five kids, just mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. Anyways, so Jason wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, so we went over there and played Dungeons and Dragons a couple times, like drank warm beer and thought we were kings of the world, smoked cigarettes and all that. And you somehow resisted the urge to go to school the next day and kill all your classmates. I did. I did. <laughs> but. Pokemon is ruining America is what it is. And there's mm-hmm. been a spike in school shootings since Pokemon Go was released. <laughs> All right. Well, there was also a spike in people walking off of cliffs. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> if we did some, not undeservedly, but we did some bad stuff to Japanese. Okay. Back in World War II. getting back at us. This could be it. They're getting back at it. They're killing our kids. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Somebody look into it. So in summation. Pokemon's killing kids. There is no solution. There is none. Except for God. Except for God. Because and our Constitution says, shall not be infringed. I'm, well, that being said, we've infringed it a lot. <laughs> we've infringed a lot of rights a lot in the Bill of Rights, <laughs> right. okay? Yeah. We have. So how much do we want to allow it to be infringed is the the question. real question. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose we will find out. Probably. It's going to be zero. My guess is they're not going to do anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. And that's the way our system works. Sorry. Let's talk about one guy who did try to do something okay about a problem all right uh a high school junior and lsu fan snuck into that's the is that the right word snuck sneaked snuck anyway (laughs) i don't know if it's sneaked or snuck it's into the sec spring meetings uh wednesday this was last week the story was reported by the website outkick the unidentified youngster found tied coach nick saban eating lunch and boldly offered him a whopping $5,000 to leave Alabama. (laughs) LSU fans are down, buddy. $5,000. I am a diehard LSU fan, the young kid noted. I build myself up on Fridays thinking this is the year we're going to beat him. We're going to beat him. They have the lead, and then they just blow it. I think... (laughs) I just think that I can't believe I just witnessed another Saban beatdown again. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a bad look for LSU fans. You got to control your people. Saban gave his account of what happened Thursday before his Nick Kids golf event at Old Overton. He made an offer to me to retire or come back to LSU, which, oh, okay. whichever one you want to sure. do. <laughs> that was not a bad gig. He said, but I think LSU has a good coach, which is Brian Kelly. Sure. 
and they have a lot of good players. We've had a lot of comp- competitive games with them, and True. I'm sure it'll be no different in the future when it comes to LSU. He said, tongue firmly planted in cheek. <laughs> no. <laughs> LSU's a good football program. Imagine, Tiny, if Nick Saban didn't go to the Miami Dolphins, where LSU would be now. Uh, well, yeah, they would. It, I would imagine they it would, would be horrible. <laughs> Could you imagine living in a world where they were just beating us all the time? Yeah, it'd be bad. <laughs> it'd be like it was when he was down there. Except that one year, Franchoni beat him. Yeah, out of the blue, Sam Collins called a touchdown in that game too. I think if I remember right. Well, anyway, so Nick Saban won't return to Baton Rouge, where he led LSU Tigers to a 2003 national title, and he isn't retiring either. Oh, well, the kid is preparing himself for more misery when the Tigers and the Tide meet again on the gridiron, and he wants Saban to know he meant nothing personal by his proposal. Quote, I respect him. I respect everything he does, the Bayou Bengal backer said. I love his process. I love everything about him. I just can't stand losing to him. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be slightly picky there, if if you you don't like everything he does, if you don't like him beating LSU every year. That's true. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, it's tough. And I remind myself once a week probably that it's going to end one day for us. It is. And we're going to be getting beat. Now, we might can do like LSU and hang on for a little while. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe get some coach like Les Miles win a national championship with Saban's players. Maybe get his last recruiting class. Maybe get a generational talent that transfers from Ohio State in his quarterback and win another one with another coach. (laughs) Maybe. All right. But I feel like somebody else will start whooping on us and it'll just be that way as long as it's not Tennessee. (laughs) You know, I can handle it. I can handle losing to anybody else. Tennessee kills me. I like was that the meme you see every year when it says uh, the last time Tennessee beat Alabama was in such and such, and then Facebook was started this year, right? Yeah. Therefore, you've never seen your Facebook friends bragging about no, I know. Alabama. <laughs> now, Tennessee's on the come up. I think they're going to be all right. They're, I think they're going to be okay. Well, that may be the case, but it seems like I've heard that an awful lot over the years. <laughs> People forget Tennessee and Alabama built the SEC. Mm-hmm. Okay. We built the SEC. Y'all would be nothing without us. But when it comes to football, I mean, it's, it always comes down to, well, what have you done lately? Right. That's true. <laughs> now, Tennessee baseball is doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. They got a real good baseball team. I will not root for them at all. They got a good baseball team. Alabama, not so much. <laughs> we don't have, we didn't have a good anything this year except football. Which is fine, I guess. Sorry, kid, that we keep making you cry on Saturdays <laughs> in the fall. I tell you what, I don't know how much longer Nick Saban is going to coach. When he does announce his retirement, that is going to be a sad, somber day for Alabama fans. But, and it is going to be a party right. for every sure. other team in the nation. so happy. <laughs> They're going to pile on. They're going to be talking about Ray Perkins. <laughs> it's going to be bad. And that's fine. That's what it gets. I mean, that's just part of rooting for sports. But you just remind yourself. It. Just here's here's my thing. Like when that day comes, you get to tell yourself, "Hey, 
All the trash talk you're getting is that your winning football coach finally decided to sure. retire. Right. I know. That's what you're coming at me with. <laughs> what you can hold close to your heart is that you've seen more national championships in your lifetime for your team than most <laughs> anybody ever will ever again. Yeah. You know, for the most part, probably. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Whatever Brian Kelly may win 10 in a row down in. LSU or something, or whoever, Josh Heupel at Tennessee or the old pit boss out at Arkansas. That's who I'd really like. If we can't be good, I'd love to see Arkansas be good. I remember when Urban Meyer was like the talk. Sure. He was the king of the SEC because he had two championship rings. Sure. People forget that Mike Shula put it on him that year when Pro (laughs) Throw broke his leg. Yeah. I mean, we put it on him. We hurt him bad. I mean, Saban's got enough rings to make his own infinity gauntlet. Sure. Yeah, they were talking about Urban Meyer being the one of the greatest coaches of all time in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Only took a couple of SEC championship games. He's like, I'm out, y'all. I got some heart problems. I need to get out. Turned out Urban Meyer, piece of trash human being, you know. Yeah. Did you see the video of him in the bar with a girl? <laughs> I did. It yeah. was yeah. It's hard to make out, but it wasn't hard to make out. <laughs> like, I'm not an idiot. Maybe I saw the I brought the wrong. Maybe I saw a different cell phone video. Look, if that video, if that was me in that video, and somebody sent it to Deidre, she would leave me. <laughs> no questions asked. No, she would leave me. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways. I'll be glad when he comes back to coach somewhere else though, because he's fun to have a coach. You know, everybody hates him. It's good, and I would like for him to come to like Mississippi State or something. What if he turned Mississippi State into a powerhouse? That would be awesome. <laughs> I miss Les Miles. Les Miles is great. Had some untoward relations with some younger staff members. He probably shouldn't have. Yeah, he did. Outside of that, he was awesome. Though <laughs> he was funny, he was self aware, and funny. Let's talk about bees, Tiny. Are you aware that bees are fish? I've been saying this for years. Well, the California court agrees with you. Um, Nailed it. Thanks to a legal loophole that allows for things that aren't fish to legally be fish, bees are now fish, according to California courts. That sounds like a Dr. Seuss story. Flawless logic. Yes. In a ruling filed Tuesday in a California appellate court, a panel of three judges determined that in order to protect threatened bumblebee species, they could be considered fish under the law. Bumblebees are under threat, mostly from the agricultural industry's use of pesticides and monoculture farming. Also, bee karate. Sure, be karate <laughs> is not good for them. <laughs> so in 2019, the California Game and Fish Commission determined that four species of bumblebees, the crotch, <laughs> Franklin's. Okay. Who named who named that bumblebee? You I didn't even got to the best one. <laughs> the crotch, the Franklin's, the Western, and Suckley's Cuckoo. <laughs> Might be candidates for endangered and threatened species protection. Uh, Agricultural interest groups, including the Almond Alliance of California, the California Association of Pest Control Advisors, blah, 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 sued to keep the bees off the list. As a legal 
analysis blog, Law and Crime, explained, they argued that the California Endangered Species Act does not allow the commission to designate any insects as endangered, threatened, or candidate species because insects are not included in the state's enumerated categories of wildlife entitled to such legal protections. So they're saying, look, the law lists all these things that get insects aren't on there. Mm -hmm. Y'all are sorry. We want to keep spraying Roundup. (laughs) You have to let us keep killing these bees. Or Well, you wouldn't use Roundup on on pest. That's what you use on your weeds. Yeah, that's a herbicide, not a pesticide. Uh, The opinion is 35 pages of debate and legal explanation on what makes a fish a fish. The Trinity bristle snail, a land-dwelling snail that was classified as a fish in order to make it onto the threatened species list in 1980, set the precedent for deciding that a fish doesn't have to be something that swims, and by that logic, bees too are fish. The ruling concedes or concludes that fish can be considered a legal term of art and not taken to mean a literal aquatic vertebrate. Uh, we generally give words their usual and ordinary meanings. A Justice uh, Ronald Roby writes, says, where, however, the legislature has provided a technical definition of a word, we construe the term of art in accordance with the technical meaning. In performing this function, we are tasked with liberally construing the art to effectuate its remedial purpose. Effectuate. I know that word. Uh, In other words, bees are fish. Okay. So there you go. So we're protecting bees. We allow protections for fish. Sure. And I guess maybe because it's too hard to write up a law where we're going to protect snails or bees. Right. We're just going to lump them in with the fish. Right. Well, by that logic, what cannot be considered a fish? Well, Like, and I know this is California we're talking about, but let's just say the unthinkable happened and the Republicans get in power in California. Can they (laughs) declare- That would be the unthinkable. Can they declare unborn children fish? Maybe. And outlaw abortion? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Somebody needs to go ahead and challenge it. (laughs) Yeah, it was apparently back in 1980, they were like, look, this snail's dying. Just say it's a fish, you know? (laughs) And because of that, bees are fish now, which is fine with me. We need to be protecting bees. Mm -hmm. They're important to our ecosystem. What about dolphins? Are dolphins fish? Dolphins are mammals. Because they went to great lengths on Sesame Street to convince me that they're not. (laughs) Well, dolphins are mammals. Yeah. Right? So they're not fish. They're not fish. So they're not protected in California. Well, they're probably protected (laughs) as a mammal. So we can so we can write a special law for dolphins. Well, no, but we just can't do that. For they bees were probably snails. enumerated in the original law under mammals. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And no one has ever challenged the definition of mammal. You know, because I would imagine if you come back now and go, we want to add bees under the mammal protection, they're like, well, no, because a mammal bees are fish. Yeah, a mammal has live <laughs> births and all that. But because nobody has stopped them when the snails, they were like, well, just stick the bees under there. But didn't they just say that they can classify these things as other things? Sure. With through art or something? Well, explain well, that the to me. art of the word. Okay. Yeah. So, so through the art of the word, right. can we say bees are mammals? I assume you can say whatever you want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, of course, I'm certainly not a lawyer. 
And by any stretch of the imagination, no one should listen to legal advice from mm-hmm. me ever about anything. I'm wrong on it all. I would think that the art of the word would be something like um, when the Bible refers to Jesus as the Lion of Judah, mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, we know what a lion is, and we know what their meaning with the term Lion of Judah. Mm-hmm. So in that in that instance, Jesus is a lion, okay? Just so in this instance, bees are a fish. fish. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause this just in, Texas just declared gun rights fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking you may have to get a bee karate license like you got to get a, a fishing license now. <laughs> you have that game warden show up. I'm going to see you out here call the game warden on you. Tiny's doing bee karate over here. He's killing fish. He ain't got no license. <laughs> And he's killing them for sport. He's just doing it for sport. He's mounting them on his walls. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, the arrested Arizona penis man. Okay. Okay. He. Uh, Are you assuming his gender? No, he is. He, this isn't refer. I mean, maybe. But uh, <laughs> this is a graffiti artist. Okay. okay. Many, many believe that the infamous penis man graffiti artist who tagged dozens of spots in Arizona was brought to heavy-handed justice by Temple Police on Thursday. Maybe that's Temp Police. I'm not. It's T M P E. Tempe. Tempe, maybe. Yeah, Tempe. I just, I it's looked, a city I, in Arizona. I quickly looked at it. I've never been to Arizona. I thought it was Tempe, no, but Tempe. it's not. I, actually, I think you're right, Donnie. I think it's Tempe. <laughs> I think you're right. Listeners in Arizona, all <laughs> one of you, <laughs> write in and let us know. Let us know and. Find somebody to join the Patreon. Uh, but content, but containing the spirit of Penis Man will be much harder than anyone could have expected. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> According to the Phoenix New Times, a man named Dustin Schumer posted on Facebook Saturday morning that he was arrested in his Phoenix condo by a SWAT team. Okay. Great. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, this is a dude talking on Facebook, so maybe he's embellishing a little. Sure. But uh, I tell you what, that it wouldn't shock me that no. the SWAT team got called in to arrest the well, you, penis man. Every once in a while, you gotta get the the SWAT team. I always <laughs> call them the squat team. <laughs> you gotta get the SWAT team some work in. Right, you know they right. need to practice. Well, anyway, uh, this is a quote from him. They raided my condo and vehicle and swarmed my entire complex in West Phoenix with 25 heavily armored SWAT officers, and they pointed a silenced assault rifle in my face, he wrote. He was booked. Just like Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People forget about it. Put down the spray can. People forget that we Clinton was sending kids back to Cuba, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, He was booked on 16 counts of aggravated criminal damage, eight counts of criminal damage, and one count of criminal trespassing, all related to incidents where he spray-painted Penis Man on various buildings and (laughs) objects. Yeah, well, Penis Man. But is Schumer the Penis Man, uh, the one who's been tagging spots across the state for two months and captured nationwide attention? Uh, Schumer says no, that he's just a follower who did a few of the taggings. He's a disciple. (laughs) 
I'm not the original, he told the Phoenix New Times on Monday. There are hundreds of copycats with very distinctively different handwriting. Okay. Uh, Schumer said that he heard some people in a temp bar or tempy bar. I don't know which. <laughs> it's temp. Talking about the real seemingly phantom-like penis man that got inspired to do some of his own. I thought it was a good message, he explained. <laughs> what the world needs today is some penis man. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be the only penis disciple. As documented by the Twitter account Penis Man Fans, ah. at least one new tag has been spotted since his arrest. Penis Man is neither man nor woman nor you or I, he wrote on Facebook. Wow. We are all penis man. <laughs> We're all penis man. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, I mean, good for this dude. I yeah. have a soft spot in my heart for graffiti. I have really a love-hate relationship for, with graffiti. Number mm-hmm. one, I think graffiti is super cool when it's well done. But also, don't be spray painting on somebody else's stuff. You right. know? Yeah. That side, there's that, I guess, that old man side of me that's cu- trying to come out. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you know who's really into graffiti? Who? John Cusack. Okay. I used to follow him on Instagram, but he blocked me. <laughs> What'd you do to get blocked? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've had some weird stuff happen on Instagram, but uh, yeah, and he would have like videos of him graffiti and stuff okay you know like painting bridges and all that mm-hmm. and it was all pretty cool i'm guessing he was asked to do this i i think he just kind of got it you know he got swept up in the banksy craze okay you know <laughs> that's how i took it huh i was also like this is somebody who's got too much time and mm-hmm. money on their hands you know if you if you're working for a living you ain't got time to go tag buildings or whatever but yeah he blocked me i don't know why <laughs> and uh, I also had a former Alabama offensive lineman. What was his name? DJ. Oh, man. He's a fluker. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He followed me on Instagram for like years. I have no idea why. I never followed him back. And <laughs> I checked not long ago and he had unfriended me. But I have no idea why he followed me. Hmm. I don't know what his deal was. But was he trying to follow, get follow backs? I guess so. And then he finally deleted you. Because yeah, he started following me like in college. Hmm. And I didn't I've never followed a lot of football players. You did know, he like eat a players. No. Huh. I don't remember if he did. Which I would have remembered. Maybe you made him a really good sandwich one day. Corey, and he was like, I gotta follow this guy on Instagram. <laughs> Corey Reamer was a regular at Roly Poly. He was a cool dude. Greg McElroy ate a roly poly a lot. Barrett Jones every Sunday ate there after church with his family. They were all really cool. Mm-hmm. I would always just be like, <clears throat> I don't know, you know, like I, I don't want to make you feel weird. You got enough people treating you like you're funny, so I'm just gonna make your sandwich and bring it to you. You didn't give him all his food for free. <laughs> no, no, that's against NCAA rules, Tiny. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And did not feed anybody for free. You're not yeah. getting me caught up as a booster, getting banned <laughs> from games for life, like Logan Young dying in an accident, falling up the stairs at your Memphis home. That's a wild story, too, by the way, that we should probably – somebody should do a podcast on the whole Logan Young, Albert Means saga in Alabama football if nobody's done that before. Hmm. 
Not me or you, because <laughs> we're too busy. You're still working on your true crime podcast <laughs> with Jacob. I'm not. <laughs> Y'all are going to get that about the time Jayla finishes our artwork. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? A lot of a lot of times things just don't work out. What about Johnny Irons and our millions of listeners? <laughs> you know, that's all still legit. <laughs> <laughs> They're still coming, right? Of course, millions of listeners. <laughs> yes, yeah. They're coming, hundred percent legit. Hadn't <laughs> heard nothing out of Johnny Irons in a long time. Uh, here a couple months ago, he told me that, uh, "Hey, you should just like re-upload the same episode multiple times so you get." Like automatic download, people who have it on automatic download, you get more downloads. <laughs> Nothing shady about that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing shady about that and at like, all. No, we're good. <laughs> um, hey, all right. Honest question. Are we still part of the Fringe Radio Network? I mean, I st- cut the show off as soon as we stop talking. As soon as I say love y'all, I'm here. Stop. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're still, we still, we're uh, still part of the network. We, we're, we upload, to, I'll say we, we, we have a feed. Shout out on Friends network. Radio Network. Love you guys. We love all of y'all. I'm curious how many of y'all listen to us through the Friends question. Radio Network. Yeah. Uh, how many how many people listen to us through them? Who found us? All right. I need we need audience participation <laughs> in this. It, email text the show. Yes. Right. A text is a lot easier than emailing or calling in. And and if you found us through the Fringe Radio Network, let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll. I'll figure out some way to come. I'll. I'll tell everybody you're cool. I don't know. We'll. <laughs> John I don't know will we follow got, you on Twitter. Well, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say I'll send you a sticker, but then I was like, I don't know if we got any stickers, and <laughs> I will make tiny like what? What? Eight hundred people text in, and we're just mailing stickers all over it's the like, world. Okay. Well, first we got to buy some more stickers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But anyways, that John gives, will follow you on Twitter. Yes, if yeah. you, if you include your Twitter handle, yes, in the text, I will follow you on Twitter for at least a week. I'll follow you for all time. <laughs> for, for all time, yeah, that's, that's a deal right there. Yeah, I'll be your follower for all time. I do not guarantee interaction with you. <laughs> okay, but the possibility is there. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about the most expensive couch you've ever heard of. Okay. A U.S. woman finds $36,000 cash in a free couch. Wow. Vicki Underwood needed to furnish her new home cheaply and could not believe her luck when she found a sofa set being given away. Um, Los Angeles, California uh, is where this is from, a California woman found thirty six grand stuffed in the cushions of a free couch she snagged on Craigslist, and you know what she did? <laughs> she gave the money right back. Good for her. <laughs> Vicky Umodu needed to furnish her new home, uh, and she had just moved in. She said she didn't have anything in her house, um, so she got on Craigslist. I was so excited, so we picked it up and brought it in. But it turned out there was a whole lot more to the giveaway than met the eye. The lump she found inside one of the cushions turned out to be several envelopes filled with cash. I was just telling my son, come on, come, come, come. Sounds dirty, but it's not. (laughs) I was screaming, this is money. I need to call the guy. 
Umodu called the people who had given her the couch, told them of the bonanza, and returned the cash. The family, who were clearing out of the home of a loved one who had recently died, said they had no idea where all the money came from. By, but by way of thanking her, the family gifted a surprised uh, Umodu, I don't know how to say her name, more than two grand, enough to buy the refrigerator she needed for her new home. I was not expecting a dime, she said. The end. Hmm. So there you go. And how much did she find? Thirty-six thousand dollars. Fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Stan put that in the thing. It was like, what would you do? And I was like, I would do the honest thing and tell the authorities I found fifteen hundred dollars in this couch. <laughs> and I'm giving it back. I want to give it back because <laughs> I'm a good Christian man. <laughs> And then I would tie ten percent to my church. Wow, yeah. I cannot imagine finding thirty-six a crazy large sum of money yeah. like that. I was. This is probably not true, but I was listening to a radio show back when radio shows were a thing. Yeah, uh, and they had this thing. They were like, "If you've ever found a large sum of money, call into the show and tell us about it." And someone called in. They're like, "You can be anonymous." Well, they had an anonymous person call in, which it could have been a legit story, could have not been right. But the dude claimed he was a garbage man, and he said that he once found a garbage sack in a dumpster with $200,000 in cash money Ooh. in it. And they asked him what he did with it, and he said that uh, he took it home, he showed it to his wife, and then he put it in an air conditioning vent for three years. Okay, smart. And then he started taking it out. Yeah. A little bit at a time, using it here and there. Sure. That's all That's all you can do. Like, you got to sit on it for a while. because <laughs> Someone's going to come looking yeah. for that money. And that's what I was thinking about the 36 grand. The, I, my instinct would probably be like, this is somebody's drug money. They're going <laughs> to want it back. You know, they know I have the couch. They're going to yeah. find me. So let me just give them the money back to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah. Yeah. 200 grand. That's too much. Mm-hmm. You find a hundred dollar bill on the ground. You ain't got to worry about that. What was that? I saw that movie, the 25th hour or something. Oh, yeah. like that. It's a Spike Lee movie where Edward Norton was a drug dealer going to jail. I just remember he had all his money and all his pot in the couch cushions in yeah. his apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever hit anything in a couch cushion. Box spring, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Air conditioner vent. That's a good place to go with stuff. Well, let's talk about Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, 
and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP in the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. John, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. All right. Our first call comes from Jacqueline. Hi, John and Tiny. It's Jacqueline. Uh, first of all, Tiny, I just want to thank you. As someone who works uh, exclusively in the field of public health and specifically environmental impacts on public health, uh, I need more people like you out there poisoning our groundwater table for my job security. Uh, the more people that get sick, the higher my job security. So thank you, Tiny. You're a treasure. Okay. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> it's all satire. <laughs> okay. We're just telling jokes. It's all jokes for the show. Second of all, I poured it back in the jug. <laughs> you, Tidy, you might be responsible for some species that, that's died out on our planet. I'm not. That would actually be a cool thing. Like, uh, what if you killed the last sea turtle? What an amazing feeling. You know, or if you're like the last guy, the guy who shot the last dodo bird, you got to be like, that's it. That's me. I did it. Nobody else will ever kill one again. No more. No more. That was me. Here, take my picture with it. Now you it's know? on science to bring it yeah, back. Now science has got to clone it. Uh, tired. Uh, as far as the exorcism goes, I am all in with starting an exorcism business with you guys. So, all in. I am Catholic. I've received all of the rights that I'm able to receive at this point in my life. So, I think that's a possibility, although I couldn't probably do it myself because I am female. Uh, and I'm a little surprised that uh, the church is, uh, is distancing themselves from exorcism because, as we all know, possession is nine-tenths of the law. That's pretty Anyways, good. On that note, I will talk to you later. Hope you're having a great week. Bye. That's a great joke. That's an all-star call. An uh, all-star call. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, now, can nuns not do that stuff? I mean, Jack and I have to become a nun. You know? Uh-huh. I would like to have a nun in our crew. It would make me feel better, personally. <laughs> right. I don't know a lot about nuns. <laughs> Most of what I know about nuns come from Whoopi Goldberg yeah. and Sister Hannah. And <laughs> Sally Field is the flying nun. I know some of them can fly. Okay? I'm not sure which ones. I got the big wings on their hat. Uh-huh. Those can fly. I haven't been able to discern whether that's uh, the spirit of God or the power of the devil <laughs> that's given them that ability yet. It's God. It's the Holy Spirit <laughs> lifting them in the air. Uh, I was like watching. on wings of eagles, like on eagles' wings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next call. Hey, Ken here from Washington. Been listening to your podcast for a while. Ever since I heard it from the Retro Rewind podcast, guys. And you know, Cajun Curl, really good spice. Uh, question is, why did you call him Squirrel? That's the question we want to know. That's got to be the first Aussie question of the day. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Ken from Washington, thanks for calling in. Sure. And 
it is my understanding that Squirrel, it was a Boy Scout name. Yeah. So John would be the one to ask about that. Why, why, why don't we call him Squirrel? Um, I really have no idea other than somebody called him Squirrel, and that's what we started calling him. <laughs> I, re- I don't think there's any... Because heaven forbid we call you by what your parents named you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody had a nickname, of course. Um, his was just Squirrel. I think Brandon's a Vigilante member. I think that's his vigil name, too, is Squirrel. Hmm. Or like Ground Squirrel or something like Maybe that. Maybe that was his spirit animal. My Vigilante name is Dancer. <laughs> nice. Yep, that's right. A little OA talk for you. But yeah, he's just Squirrel. I, I'll forever call him Squirrel. I have trouble calling him Brandon. You know, like if I call him Squirrel, it's because I'm not thinking, you know? Yeah. Like we have a, another guy, Sleepy. And everybody calls him Sleepy, and his real name is Wayne, and he's an adult. He's like teaches at my son's middle school, and I would see him and be like, "What's up, Sleep?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Wayne. You know, we're adults. Mm-hmm. We're not really doing nicknames anymore." Got another guy named Smiley, same way. We got a lot of good nicknames. There's a lightning bug out there, so there you go. And Squirrel is Squirrel, and Cajun Curl is the bomb. It is. All the way in Washington. Home of noted Cajun chefs in <laughs> the state of Washington. <laughs> I got a weird call at work today where a lady was like, hey, I saw your resume online. Called me on my work phone. Saw your resume online. Was wondering if you were interested. You know, I'm with Farmers Insurance. And I was like, where did you see a resume of mine? And she was like, on Monster or, you know, any, any shamed off all these job sites. She's yeah. like, have you ever listed one there? And I was like, no, I own my own business for a long time. And then I came straight into this business. I never really, you know, did online job looking or anything like that. Hmm. And she was like, well, I don't know how I've gotten your contact information. I was like, you're also calling me in my office at my job to ask me about another job. And she was like, well, are you interested in talking? Or, you know, are you happy where you're at? And I was like, no, I'm very happy. I'm not leaving this job. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> leave me alone, farmer's insurance. I don't want to sell insurance. We got another joke from Pat. Okay. What do you call a bee that wants to run for public office? A politician. Okay. I was thinking booby. I don't get it. <laughs> Tiny hates bees. He pours oil into the ground. I don't. Tiny hates the environment. That's really what we're finding out. Tiny hates the environment. Would you like to apologize for climate change denial, Tiny, while we're waiting? Climate change is every day, John. <laughs> Tiny hates Al Gore. <laughs> hates him. Well, I don't hate the guy, but I'm not the biggest fan. Tiny <laughs> hates Al Gore. He let me down. He said that the polar ice caps were going to be melted by 2019, <laughs> and it didn't happen. <laughs> That's true. Oh, well, we we pump out some quality leaders in the United States. You know, <laughs> I don't I don't think we're getting our best and our brightest in our government. No, no. Which, I mean, that's why do you think that is? Is you think it's because it's just nobody wants to do that job, or you got to be like a narcissist to even do that job? I think it's probably a combination of those two things. You know, every once in a while you get somebody everybody likes, like Obama or 
most people liked. Well, he was definitely our most presentable war criminal we've had in a long time. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, he's <laughs> and everybody forgot about him being a war criminal, but that's okay. Uh but yeah, we're, we're just not getting our Is it possible to do the job without being a a war criminal? <laughs> no, not if you're the president of the United States. <laughs> Trump did it, I think, you know. Yeah. He, he was getting we us had, out of we, stuff. We now, we didn't him. kill that one Iranian dude. <laughs> well, Trump didn't do it. He just didn't he condemn didn't, yeah, right. uh, Remember, that Saudi Arabia war, for doing it. That yeah. was going to be World War Three, you know. <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 wait. I, I, was thinking of the, I was thinking of the journalist. Yeah, oh, you're no, right. Yeah, no, the, the journalist guy, yeah. No, we didn't. <laughs> nobody would have said anything to Saudi. You know how much oil we get from Saudi Arabia? Nobody's <laughs> saying nothing to them. Let's all be real here. Yes. They can do whatever they want to. We're not going to do anything to them. Okay, we've got an email here from the driver. Okay. And you know what? He sent this to us uh, last month. We forgot to talk about it last week. Okay. But we're going to talk about it now. Okay. He writes in, was listening to y'all talk about the Bama, Bonnie, and Clyde, and it reminded me of something that happened to me. I've been a good one. It's been a good while back, but I was driving down the interstate one day and I passed a young guy. He looked like he was in his early 20s walking on the shoulder. I stopped to see if maybe his car was broke down and needed a ride. He climbed into the truck and said that his father and him had a big fight and that his dad threw him out. So he was headed up to a friend's house who lives two states away. I was told that he was going as far as such and such a place. He's, he's trying to be vague here and that he asked if he could get a ride until then. So we rode together for about three hours or so, and then he told me about his hometown and playing high school football and whatnot. As I approached the ramp to the truck stop that I was dropping him off at, he said, you seem like a nice guy, and I appreciate the ride, so I've got to tell you the truth. I escaped from a prison work release program this morning. Okay. He went on to say that he was in prison for drug possession, I dropped him off at the truck stop, and I even gave him some money for a meal and some smokes. Keep in mind that he was not dressed in prison clothes, so I had no reason to suspect that he was an escapee when I picked him up. Sure. I did give him some parting advice. I told him to be careful getting in a semi-truck because some drivers expect payment for a ride and the part about being an escapee. I told him that he should probably not tell other people. Yeah, well, keep that one to yourself, buddy. <laughs> I don't care how nice they are. You starting off <laughs> on the wrong foot. I did look him up online, and sure enough, he had done three years on a five-year charge. I was disappointed to learn that he was captured in the same area that I dropped him off about a week and a half later. Huh. I was also really nervous for a while, wondering if someone had seen him getting in or out of my vehicle. At Christmas, I looked him up on his state's DOC website and sent him a Christmas card. Nice. I don't remember ever telling him my name, so he probably had no idea that it was him that sent right. him the Christmas card. Uh, thanks, Fred, a.k.a. the driver. The driver. Well, that's a crazy story. The driver has some crazy stories. He if does. You get in on a Discord. <laughs> I guess you, you know, I mean, that's... You have weird. I have weird interactions with people. I guess mm -hmm. if you drive across the country all the time, you you're gonna probably meet all kinds of people. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't remember the name of the guy, but there, uh, Joe Rogan had a guy on his show one time who uh, he just lived this crazy. He, I think he was a journalist, but he had done all kinds of stuff. And 
there is a period of his life where he just like hitchhiked everywhere. Uh-huh. And he said that he said the craziest thing. He says when you when someone finally does pick you up and take you everywhere, he says, you know, usually you talk about whatever, you know, small talk here or there. But when you get about 10 minutes away from wherever they're taking you and they're never going to see you again, the truth comes out. Oh, People yeah. just want to confess. People just want to tell somebody. Right. Especially if they think they're never going to see you again. Right. He says he heard people say all kinds I'm sure. of crazy stuff that huh. you wouldn't expect anyone to ever tell anyone. You're like, this is just some vagrant hitchhiking. <laughs> yeah. He's never going to worry about me again. He's going to be on crack before the night's over with. <laughs> so I'm going to tell him I murdered my family back in 1982. Yeah. Man. Huh. Makes you, it made me want to hitchhike. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever picked up a hitchhiker? I have. I have too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you got to. You, it's a little. No, it wasn't a bad thing. He was just going somewhere. I was about to say, the hitchhiker that I picked up, he seemed like a super nice guy. Yeah. But he did tell me about talking to squirrels. Okay. So <laughs> there you go. My guy didn't say nothing. I asked him where he went to church. He made up some place I'd never heard of. Yeah. And, Hey, we only went probably about 20 minutes down the road. So the guy that I picked up, I think I picked him up in Louisiana and he was going to Texas and I was going to Texas. So I, I drove him, you know, to Fort Worth. And uh, I just remember he, he said all kinds of stuff, but he, uh, he talked about going to camp and he's like, man, these squirrels, they would just come up to my tent and they would talk to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what else we got? I think that's it. Okay. We got some questions. Oh. <laughs> Psych. All right. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We have some questions on this show. We like to ask John questions. If you would like to ask him some questions, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and head on over to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from Goose. He says, what is the official Earth Oddity position on the Southern Baptist report that was released? We briefly mentioned it yeah. last week, but we, we were asked by him and Nicole if we would kind of elaborate on that. At the time, I really didn't know a lot about right. it. I still am not as informed as I should be. Right. I went and looked up the report, and the report was 288 pages. Okay. So... I did not read it. Well, let, me, <laughs> let me sum up our official position. Okay. We are anti-sexual assault or rape of any kind in any organization, including our own. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would land on it. Yes. And if you did something wrong, then you need to be dealt with by the law and probably by somebody else, too. I will say that, and I, I kind of I kind of echo my sentiment last week, is uh, – I think a lot of people, when they talk about Southern Baptist, because it is so different in other denominations of Christianity, there is no central authority at the tippy top. Yes, we're we're more or less a confederation. Uh, How can I—this is probably a terrible example, but—so correct me if I'm wrong, John, but— like the United Nations Mm -hmm. is an organization that— Governments give money to, and then they take that money, and they can do programs with it. They can do all kinds of different stuff, but they don't have a say in how different countries 
govern yeah. themselves. Right. I mean, they can That's, pass resolutions mm-hmm. and sanctions, but that ain't. Well, it's totally it ain't different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally different. But the Southern Baptist Convention cannot fire a pastor of a local right. church that they that something has happened. Right. Yeah, that just is the organization didn't set up that way. Yes, but now that said, there are some. There were some uh, multiple allegations that were made, and a lot of this from just the the cursory skimming of the introduction that I did. A lot of it was tried to was swept under the rug. Yeah, they just tried to keep people quiet. And I'm tr- I'm looking for it. There was even there was a list. I think it was started in 2010. Okay, so we've been keeping it for a while. That's not good. And it's just been it's just been I'm sure they're like, what do we do with this? You know, like what's <laughs> right. our move? But it shouldn't be a twelve year discussion, you know? Yeah. The fact that Here they named names okay. was a good thing, I thought. It says the most recent list, apparently there was a list that was kept for a Mr. Botto. He was uh I don't know exactly what he did, but it was it was a list of accused ministers. They found that there were 703 abusers on the list. 409 of those were believed to have been SBC affiliated at some point. Okay. So at some point in their ministry, they were preaching at a Southern Baptist church. I'm assuming, you know, they they either got out of the ministry or they went and, and got a job at a non-denominational yeah. church oh, yeah, or, or whatever, something. Yeah. Church of God. I'm, I imagine if you're preaching, you just you're just trying to get a gig wherever. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> says that their investigative team reviewed the list and conducted significant research to assess whether any of the alleged abusers were still associated with an SBC church. Based on these efforts, it appears that nine people on this list remain active in ministry. Two of those people are currently at an SBC church. Okay. And then seven, the the remaining seven are at churches that are not SBC affiliated. Right. What they want to do going forward is they want to make this list available. So, like, say you're on a pulpit committee, you're looking for yeah, a you can preacher, go search it. You can just go search it. It's great. Which I, I don't know. How do you get on this list? Is is this people? Are these people who have gone to trial and been found guilty yeah, of this, know. or are these just allegations? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I will say that whether I mean, I hate for anyone to to just. I hate for this to happen to people, but I would just say that if I was on a pulpit committee, I wouldn't bother getting to the bottom. Yeah, right. Whether this was true or not. Absolutely. If somebody was on that list, yeah. I would just immediately go yeah, to the next Yeah, automatic disqualifier. Yes. Right, I agree. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying I would not put the effort or the time into investigating somebody to find out if that was legit or not. If, if you were on that committee... You can't open up your church to the kind of scrutiny that would bring. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not that there's anything going wrong at your church or wrongdoings are happening at your church. You just don't want people pointing a finger going, hey, you're harboring somebody who's at least been accused of sexual misconduct in some way. Yeah. And you're giving them a, a position in your church. You just got to stay away from them. And look, and if. If you don't do nothing wrong, you're probably not going to end up on the list. So well, probably not. Yeah. I mean, now there could be that vindictive person mm-hmm. who's mad because you didn't call when her mama was in the hospital or whatever. If Amber Heard starts coming to your church, <laughs> look out. <laughs> I would love her to come to our church. <laughs> you know, you talk about spicing up the old Sunday school class. <laughs> 
Which your bro- brother and mother came to church Sunday. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and while you're laying out, <laughs> Tiny, uh, just go ahead and tell her about you going to Highlands, okay? <laughs> I'm not. Y'all wanted a smoke machine and a laser, <laughs> and laser light. light. We, got, we, got the, we have the lights. We're getting lights, <laughs> yeah. and our lights are looking pretty good. We're getting there. <laughs> They go on to list several uh, specific incidents that happened, and it is eye-opening. It's, it's too many to go through, but just to kind of give you the kind of idea, there was one lady who came forward, and she actually wrote a piece in like a uh, like an online publica- Baptist publication about her abuse, uh-huh. and it was edited to make it sound like it was a consensual relationship, after which she was accused of being like a... You know, uh, a harlot, uh, a, yeah, a home right. wrecker, that kind of thing. Huh. So this it's some eye opening stuff ain't right. in here. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Look, horrible. Everybody keep your hands to themselves. <laughs> and also, if you were covering up somebody who weren't keeping their hands to themselves, then you deserve punishment too. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no place for that. There's none at all. And we need to run you out, do whatever, have the authorities involved. I don't know how a local church bodies are going to have to police themselves. That's yeah. how the Baptist church works. And yeah. also, uh, just uh, just say this to anyone out there who is who has having issues, go to law enforcement. Whether the leadership at the SBC, like whether they can do stuff, whether they should do stuff, whatever, right? Go to law enforcement. Yeah, but that's what you need to do. Right? Yeah, that's and I know that's probably tough. Mm-hmm. I've never. Sadly, been a sexual assault victim. <laughs> That's a bad joke. <laughs> Why can't I not tell bad jokes? <laughs> I've never been a sexual assault victim, so I'm sure it's tough to come forward when things happen. Mm-hmm. But for the good of others, we need you to. You know, like if something were to happen to my daughter, I would hope or my sons that they would be brave enough to go, look, I'm going to put an end to this. What happened to me ain't going to happen to anybody else. Right. So I'm going to do whatever I can to do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we need. Cause all these weirdos and perverts aren't going to go away until we rat them out. They've existed for forever and we got to rat them out. And they thrive when in the when darkness, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, that's how they get around. And yep. then they get discovered one place. They'll just move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. That's just how it happens. I, I do think that that's probably harder to do now yeah. in the age of the internet right. than it was in the past. Oh, yeah. Like and, in the past, you could like kill somebody and move a town over. Nobody would ever know. Yeah. 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 You're just like there. Mm-hmm. You're just the new guy working down at the factory. You may have murdered 20 people next door <laughs> in the next town over. <laughs> Wild. Uh, our next question comes from that's our Babo. I just saw a meme about this, so I wanted to ask you, John, what religious denominations do you think each of the Muppets are? Ooh. So <laughs> I'm not good on my Muppets. <laughs> uh the two old guys in the balcony, clearly Baptists, right? right? Yes. <laughs> like never having fun, got a problem with everything. <laughs> Um, Animal is clearly Pentecostal. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, what's the one with the big nose uh, that's kind of a nerd guy? Gonzo. Gonzo. Yeah. What's he? Methodist, definitely. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, 
That's all. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Miss Piggy is maybe like a televangelist, you know, <laughs> yes. lady. <laughs> um, Kermit's probably your non-denominational church, you Youth know, minister. like a a life church, a river yeah. church, yeah. river church. All the fancy name churches they have, because mm-hmm. nobody can just be. You know, Jones County Baptist Church anymore. You got to have some cool name. We're Hope Church. <laughs> it's fine. I get it. It's all marketing. I understand <laughs> how it works. I'm yeah, not yeah. a dummy. That's our Bobo. Y'all ever watch a video of a porcupine eating corn on the cob? I have not. He says it's adorable, but okay. I have not seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Okay, and then last question comes from Stan. He says, choose one or the other. Uh, we can go just rapid, rapid fire here. Amber Turd or Chloe Kardashian? Um, well, what are we picking them for? He don't say. <laughs> Amber Heard. Okay. <laughs> Vanda or Missouri? Is that supposed to be Vandy or Missouri? I think it is. I think you put an A on the end. Yeah, I'll go Vandy with or Missouri? Va- Vandy. Vandy. Garth Brooks or Chris Gaines? <laughs> Chris Gaines, <laughs> of course. Baseball or basketball? Uh, basketball. Agreed. Rowing or badminton? Badminton. Same. Bullet Bob or Harvey Race? Ooh, Bullet Bob. Uh, always Bullet Bob. <laughs> Moundville or Natural Bridge? Moundville. Always Moundville. <laughs> Uh, if you were a member of an indigenous people, who would you choose? Um, well, I am a member of an indigenous people. <laughs> a card in my wallet that says I am. <laughs> um, I would pick the Muscogee Creek. Okay. Yeah. From our area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either them, maybe Choctaw. I feel like all people are indigenous somewhere, aren't they? Everybody's indigenous to some place. <laughs> yeah. I'm indigenous to Alabama. I'm indigenous to Valley View. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we weren't the first ones. You know, uh, my ancestors weren't the first people on this land. Right. So I guess you would consider those but, people indigenous for here. But they were the first somewhere, though, right? Yeah, I would imagine so. They had to be. England. <laughs> uh, part of my family came out of Norway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Into England. I mean, this is back, you know, 1021 or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't want to get all into my ancestry. Fascinating. I know. Make everybody (laughs) bored real quick. Well, John. I want you to leave in the whole computer shutdown conversation. (laughs) Speaking of it, just being boring for a while. Uh, All right. All right. As the show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons, John. We do. Everybody needs to join the Patreon, too. Yes. Also, no one ever has any problems with it. I was saying, ever. I got an email from Angela this week saying that uh, she was having some issues. And Stan, he had issues with Patreon for a while. So just a blanket PSA to any of the Patreons out there. If you're having issues, I mean, go ahead and, and email us. But yeah. also email Patreon, and we'll I'll email Patreon, too. We'll get it worked out. Yeah. If you aren't able to get your shows, I can email them to you. In right. the meantime, we obviously, I don't want anyone to, to not have access to this that you're paying for. But... I'm- if you're having if you're having a problem, uh, just let us know. We'll get it worked out. How about this, Tiny? Um, 
if you are excellent at editing podcast and uploading and handling computer techie stuff, mm-hmm. maybe we let them have a free Patreon subscription and we just send them the raw data every week. That is not a bad idea. So, I mean, <laughs> so. we need to see some samples of work here. <laughs> yes. We're not we, just... You know, what was that podcast we were on and we sounded like robots? I mean, that was forever <laughs> ago. Yes. That's like Old Testament, Earth Oddity. Well, this is a little bit behind the scenes, but we record into a Zoom H6 handy recorder. It's like one of the best digital recorders you can get. It's super popular among podcasts. They advertise that you can use it as a... Not a mixing board, but like you can you can use it as an audio interface with the computer. Yeah, you cannot. <laughs> Don't do that because you will sound like you're in witness protection <laughs> on the other end. What was the name of that podcast? Oh, I, it was uh, the Bible Belt Bros. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's who it the was. The old Bible Belt Bros. Shout out to Dusty Hope. Okay. Shout out, Dusty. Yeah. Hadn't heard from you in a while. Probably because we sound like robots. And we well, we made sounded fun like demons. We did. Remember? <laughs> Earth Oddity. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool. He sounded like he was having a conversation with two guys yeah. who were hiding from the mafia yeah. in witness protection. Anyways, if you're into all that kind of stuff and you're really good at it, mm-hmm. we'll let you have the Patreon show for free. We'll take all this off of Tiny's plate. All we got to do is email you a file every week or whatever. That would and be amazing. And you can be our first producer in on the ground floor when this thing blows up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe when it blows up, we'll let you bump up to the $10 Patreon level. <laughs> Which is benefits-wise the exact same as the $5 level. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Okay. <laughs> Well, anyway, we do need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of y'all. We would like to thank all of our patrons. We would like to thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier by name. And those fine people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. That's right. We thank you all so much for donating to the show. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier gets you an extended show every single week. Here lately, they've been quite considerable shows. Yeah. Anyway, that is patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. That's right. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up the extension today? We're going to talk about boob sweat. <laughs> boob sweat. Yep. <laughs> I have a show. I have a story about a Florida man. Okay. And a FedEx truck. All right. And a Florida woman. Okay. So. Well, good deal. Everybody should join the Patreon, mm-hmm. especially if you're good at audio editing and like computer nerd stuff. That would be great. <laughs> The other thing I was going to talk about, Tiny, was next week, June 13th through the 17th, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 12 p.m., is Vacation Bible School at Carroll's Creek Baptist Church, Highway 69 North in Northport, Alabama. If your kids are getting on your nerves, bring them to our (laughs) VBS, put them in there, and let them drink Kool-Aid and make you macaroni pictures of Noah's Ark. 
right? Right. Like God intended for them to do. And right. you get to take relax. Yeah. For first part of the day. Are you working at VBS? No. Me either. <laughs> I'm continuing my streak of never being involved <laughs> with VBS. <laughs> <laughs> we need volunteers, and I always just start looking at the floor. No, nope, don't make eye contact with me. I have a job. I have to work during the right. day. Yeah. yeah, y'all need to have this thing at night if y'all need my help. So, but everybody Some should churches come. do that. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, if you're smart, you'll line it up where your kids will go to our church during the day, <laughs> and then go to a night VBS, and you got most of your day free for a week. Yeah, so. Just What's think our about theme it. this year? Uh, or like a Rocky well, Railway? Yeah. <laughs> Rocky Railway. Yeah. It's going to be about trains. Trains are cool. Yeah. Everybody loves trains. Trains are awesome. Hmm. I'm a big fan of trains. Well, John, you got anything else? That's I guess it. that was it. Yeah. Join, come to VBS and join the Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can do both, really, and come see where Tiny and I worship. Well, where Tiny used to worship. <laughs> You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetbell.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have some show art on Instagram. You can check that out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons. Welcome to the patron show with me and Tiny. <laughs> yeah. Again, I just... I want to, Angela.